The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hi. Welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals, show number two. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, mom to five animals and broadcaster and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Healing Energy for People and Pause. I work distantly as well as in person because energy transcends space and time. And there's more about all of that at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. So this is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And to make this show even possible, I have to thank my sponsor, integrative veterinarian, Dr. Ilana Struble at A Well-Adjusted Pet in Pacifica, California. Dr. Struble is the guiding force behind my German Shepherd's ability to gallop on the beach again. My dog, Sasha, has elbow dysplasia, and Dr. Struble took her through many different kinds of therapies to where Sasha is now queen of the dog park. She guided Sasha on the underwater treadmill, swimming therapy, laser therapy, supplements, and Sasha's custom-fitted orthotic device, also known as her leg brace. She gets called the bionic dog all the time, and she runs like the wind. You can find out more at a welladjustedpet.com. And trust me, Dr. Struble is amazing. I wish we could clone her. So let's move into the ancient Chinese art and science of energy flow. I'm talking about feng shui. Now, I love feng shui for myself, for the home, the office. But did you know you can also adjust the things in your house to make the energetic flow better for your animals to increase their health and well-being? Leave it to a feng shui expert to discover that. Please welcome certified feng shui practitioner, psychic, angel card reader, and business and life coach, Kim Jolene of FindingYourFiji.com, coming to us from tropical Maui. Aloha, Kim. Aloha. And mahalo for taking the time to share your gifts with us. Yes, I'm super excited. I love this topic. I always think everyone knows about feng shui by now, until I hear someone on TV say feng shui. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Can you give people a quick reminder of what feng shui is. I sure can. And I, my definition is uh, a little bit simpler. It's really about creating an environment that energetically supports you and your pets and helps speed up the law of attraction. So it creates anchors for you, for your dreams and desires within your space and really brings balance. Feng shui literally means wind and water. And so it's really about the balance of nature that we use as a model. 
that that's so awesome because I love nature and of course everything is energy and we need yes. to be connected to nature and bring it inside our homes in as many different ways as we can even when it's not obvious so there are always going to be things in our environment that are not ideal that block the energy flow are you just sunk if your house is missing a bagua or you're at the end of a cul-de-sac <laughs> no there's always adjustments we like to kind of say there's an adjustment for that for almost everything there is a, an adjustment a cure we like to call them something that you can physically do to shift the energy and create that positive flow so there's pretty much always the fix so what are some of the specific energy flow fixes that we can do inside our homes to help the health and well-being of our animals yeah, so it's interesting because our pets are really sensitive beings, so they feel energy probably even more than we do. And one of the things that I always like to say is like, take a look at where your pets are hanging out. If you have cats, they typically will hang out in lower vibration spots or spots that are not um, necessarily, you know, recharge spots, whereas dogs will often hang out at areas that are positive, what we call vortexes in your home. So these are just positive spots. And it's probably also places that you gravitate to as well. Um, so taking a look at just kind of the environment from a different perspective, like how does it feel for you? And then how does your pet react in the different spots? So like, are there rooms that your pet avoids? That would be something to look at. Like the energy in that room is probably not great. There probably needs to be some balancing that needs to occur in that particular part of the home so that you and your pet feel comfortable there. So if, say, you bought a new cat bed or a cat condo and you stick it somewhere and the cat, you keep putting the cat on it and he or she doesn't want any part of it, could it have something to do with the energy in that spot in the room? Yes, it definitely can. And, you know, the interesting thing about that is uh, noticing where the pets go and making sure that they have a spot that's their own. So that's another thing that I love um, to, you know, people and pets, we all need a space in the home that's just ours. And so really creating that for your pet is important because they need a place to go if they feel scared or tired or um, just, you know, want to be in their own little world, they need to have that space to be able to go. Their own little sanctuary. They deserve yes, that too. For sure. Yeah. My biggest problem is clutter. Stacks yeah. of papers, books, oh. papers and books and papers and books. Yes. And then downstairs, yes. boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. And I, I already know the answer to this. Is, <laughs> is this affecting my animal's health? Yes, it can. So clutter, um, clutter, unfortunately, is it's stuck energy. And it really is can be a very heavy energy. So a lot of times what we see when there's a lot of clutter is there might be extra weight, um, you know, where the pets or people have extra weight on them or just are feeling more anxious or more stressed. Uh, anything that we can do to sort of corral that clutter is really, really helpful. I lay I love the system. Uh, it's a there's a book, actually, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of because it's a number one New York Times bestseller the life-changing magic of tidying up. 
and it's by Marie Kondo and her system, she calls it the KonMari system. And it's really the thing that I've found is most helpful in like actually getting rid of the clutter once and for all, because she does the system in a little bit different way. And so that's one tip I would give to people is, is to check out her work. And she does go through like systematically. So you're going through like clothes, for instance, first, then books and the pa- the paper and like the nostalgic things come last because you've kind of by that point gotten in a system of releasing things that don't bring you joy. I have it. I've read it. I have not get, gotten past the close part of it um, okay. because, because it's so overwhelming to do. And yes, okay. that book that book is sitting in my stack right here in the living yeah. room. But so <laughs> a simpler thing for you, Charlie, then could be is just nine minutes a day. Just spend nine minutes a day working on it right? Like in one particular spot, I even like to say, just work on one counter, right? And you can actually ring a bell over a space to help um, shift the energy and to help you make decisions about things. So that's something I used to do, you know, when I have a counter that gets cluttered a lot is I'll just ring, ring a bell over it. And then I feel inspired to like clear it out. I'm able to quickly, easily make decisions about the paper stuff that's there. So that's another way to do it in like a, a smaller chunk, right? That is so true. And I do the bell ringing, too, uh, because it actually truly does break up some stuck energy. And I have rung that that little bell throughout every room in my house. So at at times it helps. Yes. Um, One of the things – oh, I noticed you do say that um, you suggest that people not make adjustments when they are tired, lonely, angry, or hungry. Yes. Yeah. And the the thing is, we are, the intention is the most important thing. So when you are placing a, an object or doing something for feng shui, the intention is really the most important piece. It's not just about moving your stuff. It's like, why am I doing it? What's the point? And so that intention piece is really important. And the energy that we put into it is important. So we want to be feeling good when we're doing the adjustments so that we are bringing in good energy with it because it's true thoughts are energy and intention are thoughts so then that's very focused energy yes yes exactly exactly so when people are considering the bagua which you have a beautiful bagua on your website that you use in your videos and that people can download on your website when they are trying to place the bagua over their home and it all starts with placement from the front door what if you have very different kinds of entrances where it's not very clear yeah so we you know that's an interesting thing because we do place the bagua in the Western version of feng shui based on the front door. But sometimes the front door is actually along the side of the house and Mm -hmm. the energy is coming into the home from the street, like from the front, but the door is on the side. So there is, it, it can get a little bit tricky around that, but we typically always do the actual front door. So not a garage door, not a door that you might go in and out like the backside of the house. There's a lot of, um, a lot of people that, you know, 
know, don't ever go in and out their front door. Right. Uh, you know, so it is the actual front door of the home is where we base it on. And you can actually place that bagua on any room of your home. So based on the door to your bedroom, for example, you can look at the different areas of the bagua that correlate because in feng shui, every area of your life correlates to an area in your space. So it's really a, a mental map is what the bagua is, a mental map of the space. And so just to kind of give people a visual for those that are listening is when you are standing outside your house facing the front door, the back left part of your home is going to be the wealth corner. The back right of your home is going to be the partnership. The center is always the health because that impacts every single area of your life and it actually touches all of the other baguas. I won't go into all of the different ones, but those are important ones. The other one that I want to point out is in the middle in the back of your of your home is the fame area. And this is related to the element of fire, which is what pets correlate to. So animals are fire energy. So placing your pet's bed, for instance, in the fame area of a bedroom or of your home is good for your reputation, actually. Oh, nice. I didn't know if maybe that was too much fire fire. It's not, you know, it's not. We actually want to add fire in the fame area. That's a really good place for fireplaces. It's a great place for um, uh you know, anything related to fire kitchens, you know, having a kitchen in that area is great. So we actually want to add fire to boost our fame and our reputation. So what about what fire creates? And I'm talking about ashes. A lot of people yeah. have ashes of their beloved animal who has passed over. And in, in case like mine, I'm ashes of my fiance. And yes. so you just said the center of the, uh, the home is the health corner, which is kind of where I have his ashes. That doesn't mm -hmm. sound so good. No, you know, and the thing about ashes is it's not living energy. So similar to dried flowers, you know, I know like in the 80s, that used to be a big thing <laughs> is to have dried flowers all over the place. We don't love dried flowers in feng shui because they're not living. It's not living energy. And the same is true with the ashes. It's not living energy. So we really need to take care about where to put them. So I think um, one of the things I want to share about that is where not to put them. So first of all, and then we'll we'll kind of get into where to put them. So we don't want the ashes in the center of the home because that is our health area. We don't want them in the kitchen or the dining room because that can impact your health as well because that's where you nourish your body, right? The kitchen or the dining room. We don't want them by the front door because we're not welcoming energy in when we have something that's not living there. And then also the bedroom because again, our bedroom is the closest part to our body um, energetically and it is our place where we get uh, recharge and rest and the ash ashes energy can drain us and also can impact our dreams as well so we don't want the ashes in those particular places so then it's like well where do you put them right and mm -hmm. the places that are good for ashes or that we're you know kind of feng shui approved for ashes would be a common area like a living room or a family room or a den or an office or something like that but that is not near the front door 
So more along the outer walls, not near the center, but along the outer walls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Gus, you're getting moved. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine with that. He's laughing right now. Right. So, (laughs) So what about outside in the in your backyard? If your dog likes to go outside, is there anything to feng shuiable for your dog out there? Yeah. So one thing to look at outside that I always really like to look at is, are there any arrows? And what I mean by that, poison arrows is a term that we use in feng shui, where you have an object. Sometimes it's a house, like the corner of a garage of your neighbor's house, or it might even be like a telephone pole or a radio tower or something like that, that is aiming at your house or, or in, you know, in in the area surrounding your home because that can actually energetically impact um, your pets as well as you. It's kind of like being under the gun or being, uh, you know, behind behind the firing line of an arrow. And so we like to look for those type of things. So when you're out in the yard, looking at like, how do the other buildings around your home, uh, you know, connect with your home. Are there any arrows, which would be the point of any, like for instance, where a home, um, the corner of a home is, if that was aimed at a different direction, not adjacent to, but like aimed at your um, porch, for instance. I have a client that I'm thinking of in particular that she has a neighbor's garage that aims right at her um, back porch. And so the fix for that, and that's one thing I do want to share with you, is the the adjustment that you would do for that is to place something round between the two. So what my client did is she placed a gazing ball um, between the garage and her porch. Uh, You could also add something, you know, instead of that, you could add something with movement like a flag or a wind chime or something like that. That's going to disrupt that energy from hitting your animal as they're in the yard, but then also hitting the house, right? Oh, that's great. Yes. Is there anything you can do to help their personal feng shui when you take them out of the home, such as to the vet or in the car Mm. or on vacation? Yeah, yeah. So again, pets are really sensitive to energy, just as you know, we all are, but I think we kind of, we kind of get out of the habit of being sensitive, right? Like we desensitize ourselves, whereas they don't. So anything that you can do to make that um, trip calm and peaceful. So that would include, you know, having their favorite things, right? With them having, um, you know, I used to even bring my um, dog's bed um, into the car, right? And so he'd have a safe place to lay while, you know, while we were in the car um, or a favorite blanket or something like that. And then again, you know, not having having other clutter, other things that are going to, you know, make them uneasy. Uh, If there's a lot of stuff surrounding them as they're, you know, back there, those things could fall on them and they feel that, right? So we really want to make sure that we're making them comfortable. And same thing goes for, you know, the different types of weather. If you're going out in the super cold or, or that type of thing, having the little booties on their feet, you know, for those in the Midwest that are, you know, having to take their dogs out when it's 30 below zero, right? 
It's or just, on hot sand at the beach. Exactly. Exactly. Protect them. You know, think yeah. about it. Like if it's hot on your feet, it's going to be hot on theirs as well. Exactly. Think people. <laughs> so, yes. and, oh, and, and, the, and the hot asphalt pavement. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yes. And yeah. I know people are thinking, well, that's just common sense. It is to those of us who really, truly care about our animals and who are sensitive, but a lot of people just are not sensitive to their animals' feelings or energy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right about animals being more sensitive because they're willing to receive it. Yes. Oh, and that brings up another point that I just want to share because our pets do oftentimes take take want to take energy on for us. So if you are sick or not feeling well, a lot of times your pets will want to take that energy on for you to be helpful. So I think it's really, really important that you let your pets know that's not their job. Their job is just to be their happy, lighthearted self and that you will take care of your own health and your own energy. They don't need to take that on for you. So that's just something that we need to be, we need to take charge, right? We need to be the leader for our our pets and to really share with them that we're going to take care of these things. All they need to do is be happy, go lucky and bring their joy, right? What is the best way to share that with them? Because I'm going through that right now. All my animals have different issues and there are Mm -hmm. things that I'm realizing I have within me and they love me so much. They're taking this on and it's just breaking my heart. Yeah. So just be really direct with them. I remember I I was at a feng shui consult and that came up actually uh, in the consult. She was having some health issues and her pet was taking those things on as well. And I had a conversation with the pet, with the dog right there. I said, you know, here's the deal. Like you, you, it's not your job to take this on and your mom is going to take care of this, right? She's going to handle this. She's got control of this and you can just let go and be your happy self that is the thing that's really going to help her and the funny thing about it was as I was sharing that the pet just the dog sat there and listened the entire time and then when I got done speaking he looked over at his mom like is she right so you know the and she did I said you have to confirm now that what I say is true and she did she said she's right I don't want you taking on my stuff and from now on I will handle it right and so just being really clear I'm trying <laughs> I mean, yeah I've, I've tried it, it, I think I don't know what why they don't believe me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard I mean my German Shepherd was born with a condition that I had long before she was ever born because I I uh, ripped up my ACL meniscus cartilage in a skiing accident long before she was ever born and then I adopt her from the shelter as a puppy and lo and behold she was born with the elbow dysplasia and it's in the same side the same knee as where I had my skiing accident we both have almost identical braces it's crazy oh my gosh that's so funny but it's also I do think that they're a mirror for us too right so they do show us things that we need to look at so there might be something related to that if it's not resolving for your pet and or for you there may be something related to that that you just need to dig into like maybe you didn't process your emotions around that you know prior prior incident that occurred exactly yeah so do you have one thing you'd like to leave with us uh something to impress upon us 
Yes. Um, just be aware of your surroundings. Really look at what is in your space and really be in a space of uh, letting go of the things that don't bring you joy and the things that do bring you peace, because those are the same things that are going to be helpful to your pet. Uh, so really being in that space of just being awake and aware of your surroundings and creating beauty wherever you can. Thank you, Kim Jeline, certified feng shui practitioner, psychic, angel card reader. Find out more at findingyourfiji.com. Plus, she's on every social media platform that's ever been invented. You can watch her YouTube channel as well and download her free gift at findingyourfiji.com. That's Kim Jeline, findingyourfiji.com. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, energy healing for people in pause for in-person and distant healing sessions at charliekale.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. And please connect with me on social media. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, for getting me back in the saddle. And to my producer, Remy Smith, for his support and expertise. And to my sponsor, integrative veterinarian, Dr. Ilana Struble, of a well-adjusted pet in Pacifica, California, your place for rehabilitation. She is the expert on orthotics, prosthetics, or assisted devices. Just ask her a question at awelladjustedpet.com. So take care. And remember, no matter what is going on with your animals, do not beat yourself up thinking that you could have done better because you are doing the best you can and they love you for it. Mind body pause is a guilt-free zone. And I have to remember that myself. And in the spirit of our guest today, aloha and mahalo. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.